0: That was uh, "Give Me Soaker" by Byron Lee and the Dragonaires. Such a distinctive sound, I think, even for people used to the Caribbean. Sham G Alley is one of the Caribbean's leading radio personalities and media voices. He was recently honoured at the Indian Arrival Day Awards ceremony for his contribution to East Indian culture in Trinidad and Tobago. Bridget Leslie talks to Sham about the significance of Indian Arrival Day and the influence of Indian music on the traditional Calypso sounds of the Caribbean islands.
1: You're being honoured at the Indian Arrival Day award ceremony soon?
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's happening tomorrow. It's the 30th. We have a public holiday every year. For Indian arrival in Trinidad and Tobago,
1: two things I want to find out about. Firstly, Indian Arrival Day. What's the significance for the Trinidad and Tobago Islands? And secondly, why is this award so coveted?
0: Well, you know, um, let me just uh, put it in perspective. Trinidad and Tobago. Firstly, it's got we've got 1.4 million people approximately. That figure, approximately half, is of East Indian descent. And we've got one of the strongest presence of Indian culture here in all of the Caribbean along with our neighbors, Guyana. They're very strongly rooted in in East Indian culture. So this particular award, the Mere Desh, which means my land, this was started by a cultural pioneer called Mr. Ajit Prem Singh. Uh, And actually, it's the only award of its kind for Indian arrival day, a holiday that recognizes persons of Indian origin who would have contributed to culture via various channels, whether it's um, Uh, singing, dancing, spoken word writing, as in my case, media. And they've been around for decades, the Prem Sings Group, producing music, producing content. And it's a particularly significant brand locally.
1: And mentioning the word significant, you know, one of the things we talk about in music and food is culture, right? It's all about the culture of the place and the people. You've been a radio personality in Trinidad and Tobago for over a quarter of a century with the CL Network Group. Now you're focusing on your media company, Um, And you've got a whole bunch of things that you're doing there. But you understand what East Indian music brings to the table in the Caribbean. So let's just talk about that. What exactly have the East Indians brought in terms of music influences?
0: Well, you're right. I mean, I have been in media here, both radio and TV, uh, locally for 29 years, just about. And as I mentioned before, you know, Trinidad is so is such a, a divided country a divided in not a uh, bad sense i mean it's split uh, almost equally between afro-trinidadians and indo-trinidadians and so having an upbringing of various types of culture locally we have various uh groups in trinidad as well you know the syrian community the chinese uh, portuguese and you know it just goes on and on a lot of different people and so quite a number of the A large percentage of the East Indian community, they're very much vibrant with regards to celebrating all aspects of Indian culture, be it Eid Fitr, Diwali, Padwa, anything that has got anything to do with East Indian culture. And with that comes a good diet of music. So I've been really based in media for the larger part of my career in Bollywood programming. Mm -hmm. So I started at the National Broadcasting Company many years ago. That would have been doing uh, Indian programming for a radio station that changed from being generics genre or format into East Indian format. And that would have introduced me to all various forms of Indian programming.
1: What do you look for in the types of sounds that you play? You were on radio for a number of years. So right. what, what exactly were you looking for?
0: Well, you know, radio intranet has become quite specialized over the years here. Just as it is internationally, we have various formats, we have niche formats, and we have even sub-niche, sub-niches, and I'll explain that, because what happens in Trinidad, we've got, say, approximately 35, uh, maybe a little bit less, you know, about, I, I, I lost track, radio stations, and of all those radio stations, seven of them are all East Indian based, 24-7, we never stop. And so with those niches that I talked about going into different genres and different programming formats, over the years, you find that, you know, uh, people would have found their own sort of vibe, so to speak. So like, for instance, we have people who they shift from listening to all Bollywood radio, which is where I was based for 18 years or more, um, playing only Bollywood content and even Bollywood content that would be covered by local artists so to answer your question me personally I've been really an exponent of a radio practitioner really sharing Bollywood content with some local locally infused uh, information and programming and segments and that sort of thing so we have a, a large a large population that enjoy Islamic programming Hindu programming Bollywood programming we have all these Shatni crossovers so it's 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 really broad. So it's it's like that's the scenario here in Trinidad
1: where I really was concerned. And talking about chutney music, it's very specific, that type of music to the Trinidad Islands. What's the difference between Calypso versus chutney music?
0: So chutney music would be a hybrid of Indian music. Let me just go back a little bit. So party songs are, you know, a big deal in Trinidad. You know, we all grew up loving party songs and calypso music and and soca music. So calypso music and soul music would have been the main influences of soca music. So then you have soca music coming from soul and calypso music. So you have that combination. And then you have Indian music then fusing with soca music to get chutney music, which would be, you might say, a potpourri or a mixture of the spiciness of the Indian music and the the drive of the soca music. So that's, you might say, the main differences between those genres of music. And so both are very popular in Trinidad. Calypso still is quite popular. That's a traditional art form. You've got soca, which is the more driven genre of the music with the heavier beats they, you know, and then we have groovy soca. It's, it's very, very, how can I put this? For people who like groovy soca like me, I choose to go in that direction. People like the the power soaker, which would be the heavier form, the more faster version of the music, they would go for that. I would go for the, the lighter form. And then yeah, people who love chutney music, they would go for that. And again, you've got the faster chutney, and the slower chutney. So that's just how it works locally. I don't know if that is a little bit too much. And if I've confused your... Um, your, your question, but I hope that, that <laughs> answers.
1: Perfect. It brings colour to what Trinidad music is all about because in Australia we don't have that. We don't have that those genres. So it's pretty it's a pretty great explanation of what we have amongst the East Indian culture. And tying that back with Indian arrival day, we brought the culture of music into the Caribbean islands too.
0: Yeah, very much is. It's a large part of Indian Arrival, day celebrations, a large part of what we do culturally is music based and performance based.
1: When I have a look at what Bollywood is in terms of entertainment, it is all about performance based and expressing who you are through um, sound and color and sight. Do you agree?
0: Yes, for sure, for sure.
1: Shem, after all of these years in the music scene, in the radio industry, uh, playing that many beats, what influences would you like to keep in the music scene? And what do you, would you really like to have changed?
0: So that's a, that's a loaded one, Bridget, but let me see how best I can uh, respond. So Uh, Everybody loves a good party song. I mean, Trinidad is known for uh, having a lot of great party songs. I mean, soca music, chutney music, all genres, you know, have them. Uh, Some do good content, some do bad content. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope that my hope, though, is that locally, and I'm speaking here for the Indo-Trini artists who do local compositions, and those would generally be chutney music, chutney-based music. I would hope that they would do a few things, like continue sharpening their skills, you have a lot of people who are not trained singers they jump on board and they just uh, they just sing anything and they are not given the correct guidance the correct training and they continue to you know want to be played on radio and sometimes they don't get played on radio and they wonder why so that's one issue better writing we'd like to get some people to hopefully help them write do meaningful compositions Lyrically speaking, you want to be able to find uh, the lyrics that would resonate best with uh, your audience. Uh, I see nothing wrong with with taking something that would be rich lyrics and uh, marrying it together with, say, perhaps some really wonderful uh, beats to make it both enjoyable to dance to and uh, give you something of, of quality when you hear it. Researching what you sing, a lot of people, for instance, they take the Bollywood content, they sing it. You ask them, what are you singing? I don't know. I'm just singing a Mollywood song that I, I'm covering, you know, so it would be good to know these things, you know, and stuff. And there's this big issue, uh, Bridget, that Trinidad has been criticized, uh, more so our chutney singers for years, for glorifying rum. I don't know if you would have heard a lot of rum songs that they sing for people listening on the outside, your Australian audience. Was, what do you mean rum songs? What what can people sing about rum? And that's exactly the point. Nothing. You sing a bunch of uh, really uh, nothing lyrics about loving rum, drinking rum, partying with rum, and, you know, and that gets you airplay. And that's something that's been criticized for many years. So I'd like to see those things really addressed. Some Indian people in this country have an image of uh, rum culture, which is embarrassing. Not all, but there are some section of society that, you know, you look at and you go, okay, um, you guys can do better than this and be more responsible and put on better material is what I'm saying is that, you know, a lot of these singers, they've got uh, legions of followers, including young people, and you want really to leave good influences on, on them when you when you sing to them and for them.
1: Absolutely. Now, Sham, I think you've created job opportunities here for some Australian singer-songwriters. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. So um, if they want to contact you, uh, go via Instagram, social media, your media company, I suppose.
0: Yes, I'm always available. I mean, you can find me, Sham G Ali. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, and I'm super easy to find.
1: And uh, last question for you: What legacy do you want to leave on Trinidad and Tobago's cultural landscape?
0: Right. So that one not is radical. another loaded one. So let me <laughs> let me say that you know when I started doing radio, Bridget in nineteen ninety five, I did it with a goal to show I wasn't really into Indian programming, and Indian music at the time. Luckily, I I had some background because my parents were they were into it, and so. I got into this whole thing about radio to show the more fun side, the more modern side of Indian programming, because at the time we had some of the older heads doing traditional type programming, which was fine. But I wanted to show a different aspect of it. I wanted to raise the bar. I wanted to be to show better quality, better presentation skills, better content uh, as a young person. And, and I hope that I'm remembered as a broadcaster who would have left a good example for others to be inspired by, not only in an Indian context, but nationally, and even beyond, if regionally, perhaps. I, I, I want people to respect the craft because it is a craft doing radio, doing television, respect the script, the microphone and the camera and always strive to do a better job is what I hope that I can inculcate in people uh, and hopefully they'll remember me for these things.
1: Oh, absolutely. And because I know you, I know that excellence is something mm. that you're constantly striving after. So that's definitely a legacy you're going to have, Sham, for sure.
0: Well, I hope I hope so. And thank-,
1: thank you so much for-
0: Bridget Leslie there in conversation with Sham G. Alley in Trinidad.